Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey. You are not just a person. You're a soul with a path of evolution. There is a bigger picture here, a reason for what happens to us. When we discover this deeper meaning, we receive freedom and abundance. Each week, we will be discussing matters relating to the soul, spirit, and cosmic energies. Learning how to incorporate all of these aspects into living an abundant and happy life. Isn't that what we all want? Dr. Vicki's transformational program uses intuitive and well-proven methods to identify the root cause of what is preventing success, to help bring positive change, the change your soul is crying out for you to experience. If you're lonely, sad, and stuck, then listen into the show and find out ways to become free and happy. It's easy to call into the show or simply listen. Either way, sit back, relax, and enjoy living your soul's journey. Hi, and welcome to Living Your Soul's Journey with Dr. Vicki. Each week, I like to thank our veterans and service folks and their families, along with our firefighters and police folks that helped defend us. Without them, our world would not be as safe, so thank you. Tonight, we are going to talk about manifesting with the spiritual flow of consciousness. This show, Living Your Soul's Journey, is about manifestation, making things happen on your soul's journey with the help of spirit and divine timing. Boy, that's a big key word here. I even had an astrologer friend of mine that would say, in the divine time will this happen. And when we try to force things, it doesn't work and it causes frustration. So we're going to look at all of that this evening. And my entire practice is helping you to tune into yourself, your truths, and then tune into the universal laws to make your dreams and goals come true, whether that be for more money, a better career, happy relationships, a new home. I mean, it can simply just be more happiness and and joy in your current life to feel better. Wouldn't it be nice to have more wisdom and clarity? That's just something to consider too as well. We are going to look at how to use the universal laws to manifest these. Whether you choose spiritual laws, you know, whatever you choose, just don't, don't discriminate. And what I mean by that is spiritual laws just are there. They don't look at whether you're rich or poor, um, you know, if you're purple or green, they just don't discriminate. They just are. They exist. And what are the specific laws we're going to look at today? Well, always the law of abundance always seems to be there when you're looking at manifestation. And the law of action, you got to take action if you want to manifest something. The law of economy, using your tools and your abilities and your resources uh, under the laws. A law of expectation, how to put it out there without having any expectations about it goodwill, 
you want to help others. You want to help yourself. It's not just about living in a little vacuum here, y'all. And the grace of, of the universal law of grace, divine law. And um, there's another manifestation that is that you manifest something you ask three times. And I'll get into that, not so much tonight, but maybe I'll do a show on that, on the history of that and why it's so important. Because in in the years that I've been uh, studying, and I'm always studying, it's the history sometimes that helps us to understand, wow, she's talking about the universal laws. This must be new. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, it's not new. But what happens, and I have found that sometimes the older, beautiful wisdoms of our world tend to be pushed aside because everyone wants to create something new. Oh, it's got to be this or that. And But the truth is that the universal laws are here. That's it. I mean, they're here. And then the other one is one of my favorites is uh, the law of patience. I've had fun with that one my lifetime. I just have to say, why has it been so incredibly fun for me to have patience? When you take my course that I'm working on, it coordinates with this, that there will be specific directions on how to use these laws in your personal life. And then, of course, in in any of my consulting sessions, they're very, you know, very, very specific. Life is about manifestation. We manifest our lives with the intention that we put out with every thought. Even those thoughts that you have just flashing through, they're kind of subconscious thoughts, they just pop in, you don't even know where they came from. Those are part of manifestation. That is why the power of understanding and controlling our thoughts is in just completely divinely needed to really make a shift in your life. And as I spoke about this in another show, I have someone in my family that helps me because I have a a habit of saying a couple of things um, that are just really negative. And it comes from someplace back in my childhood. Probably if you didn't eat your food, someone would say, uh, if you don't eat your foods, you know, you're going to starve or someone in the world is starving to death. You have to eat your food. And so there's uh, some, some old habits that we can get in thought patterns and, and actual statements that we use, um, that really can affect us. And we don't even know we're saying it. unless somebody says, ah, you said that again. And I think it's wonderful when you can have someone, like I said last time, non-judgmentally helping you to overcome those old patterns that, that come from the subconscious, mind you, but they can come from, from wherever they get, they get stuck in those energy fields around us, and they do affect our emotions. So life is about manifestation. So our subconscious mind is also manifesting through its own action, good or bad. And most of the unconscious or the subconscious has its beauty. I mean, it, we, you know, we, we're able to, to breathe and there are a lot of things that, you know, our whole body works on, you know, subconsciously, but we're talking about subconscious thoughts. Now we're talking about uh, karmic records and Akashic records and, and all those records that surround our, our being it's that they go with us from lifetime to lifetime. So, If you 
understand the law of karma and they'll understand the law of thought and action and all these universal laws. And you start to use them, really, really use them and live them, breathe them like 24 seven. It is your life. You will find that your existence, this life will become easier and easier and it will make a fantastic shift in what you manifest in your karma and hopefully, you know, obviously good karma. So that's, that's incredibly good. When, um, when we manifest, it means we are putting our thoughts, our statements, things we say, feelings that are apparent to our various senses into action. So what are your, your various senses or things you see, you hear, you feel, you, you sense. And for those that are telepathic or can feel their sense of feeling and you putting all of this into action. And when we're doing that, we're using, guess what? The law of action and intention. So, uh, so much of this, you know, when, I first started studying the universal laws a couple of years ago, actually long before that. I almost had a feeling that, well, everybody knows this. And I was like, but I don't really know them. So wait a minute. Let, let's reevaluate this, Vicki. What, what's really going on here? You think you know them. Oh, yeah, I've heard that all my life. Ah, but are you tuned into it? Oh, what do you mean tuned into it? Well... Uh, when you want to create something, manifest something, how do you do that? Oh, I just decide I'm going to do it. Does it always happen? Oh, no, 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 it doesn't always happen for sure. Well, then let's start to look at why it might not be happening and those times that when you have had it happen, what you did. It's a really careful mindfulness that we all have to go through when we really want to walk that road less traveled. Now think about how quickly our feelings manifest on our face or body when we react to something. If we see something happy, we typically have a smile. I'm watching a, a little squirrel right now eat some bird food that I put out. And it, while the show may be going on, there may be that little deer that has her baby that may come up because we have deer uh, food for her. And so you might see a, you might not see it, but you might feel a smile on my face. Yet at the same time, if you see something happen that you don't like, it instantly shows on your face, unless you have a poker face. And um, maybe that could be, but for those of us that, that don't do that, and we actually show our emotions, then you might see some other kind of expression. We manifest what we feel and we make it real. The entire universe is created out of billions of people's manifestations. It's not like God um, is sitting in some big old chair up there. This is just my belief and saying, oh, it's going to be this way. Oh, I'm, I don't like this person. I'm going to put bad things on him. It's I just don't believe that. I don't think that that there's anything like I think that the billions of people's manifestation has made this world the way it is today. And obviously the law of free will comes into play. And in some of those manifestations aren't so favorable, as you know, like throwing plastic into the ocean. Easy for those to do it if they're out and they're having some, you know, I guess these are the big ships. I'm not sure who's doing all that, but even a small boat, you throw out something and you think, eh, I'm in the ocean. Who's going to care? Well, you know, with the, with the billions of people on this planet, it starts to accumulate 
and like throwing that plastic into the ocean, uh, the entire universe starts to suffer for it, the fish, the ecosystem. So this will manifest into a whole lot of issues in the near future, and actually it exists now. I mean, I I know that um, people are doing things now to get rid of all that plastic so that it won't be in, in, in the oceans. The law of intention, a law of intention, requires us to be very clear about what we want to have happen. Wouldn't it be nice to have total clarity? Ah, I know exactly where I want to be in five years. I know how I'm going to get there. I know every detail about it. I Oh, wow. I, I think that would be incredible or, of course, something better. Um, you always want to put that out there or something better because you might think that living um, in a treehouse would be the most ideal way to, to see bear to out in the wilderness or to see the deer. But maybe there's something you haven't thought of. Maybe there's a better way than living in a treehouse. I just using that as an example. As we discussed earlier in another radio episode, if you want a home, be specific. How many bedrooms, baths, the style of home, the land, 10 acres in a roaring creek or by the Chesapeake Bay or one of the rivers. Make sure you state that the home is in good condition unless you want to sell a home or buy a home that, you know, as as is, meaning that it has repairs and they're not going to um, guarantee any of them. Whatever you find, you find on your own. And I will say that people that come in and inspect the homes, they're human. They might miss something. So you take the you take the house as is. But if you, you know, that that's pers- personally can bring back to life um, excitement if you're if you love being a handy person. And I mean, that could be the most fun thing in the world. To, I think there's even a show on that where they go off to some far off place and and they start uh, rebuilding this home. I mean, a lot of people like that. And if I could do it, I would love it too, because I love to paint and do things around the house. But as far as building a home or reconstructing it or putting a new roof on or putting siding on or anything like that, that's, that's out of my scope. Uh, If you want to weigh, oh, I'm going to throw out 115 pounds. If you want to weigh 115 pounds, then be specific and state, thank you for my 115-pound healthy body. When we manifest, we have to be certain how we state it, correct? Wouldn't you say that would be right? For example, if you're always saying in the future, I will weigh 115 pounds in a year, Then the body struggles in getting there as the future never comes, so to speak. It's like, oh, next next day I'll be that. Next day. So you have to feel it. And and you know, granted, y'all, if you if you weigh two hundred pounds right now and you're trying to get to one hundred and fifteen, you're sitting there listening, saying, "This lady didn't know what she's talking about." And I do understand that because that is one of the most challenging aspects of following the universal laws is to believe that it is here with us now. So what you have to do is shift the viewpoint and you have to keep saying, I weigh 115 pounds no matter what. And you really have to buy into it. You have to expect it. You have to believe it. You have to own it. And so many times when we're trying to lose weight, we feel not so thin. 
So that feeling is like, oh, I don't know, how am I ever going to get through that? And so once you get down to the 115, and you will, if you're following the right diet, if your thoughts are right, if you've got thyroid issues, if you're exercising, there's a whole regimen, you know, um, uh, uh, tools and a regiment to all of this. It's not just the thoughts. It's, It's a whole program for this. But it is very important to keep that in the present time. Thank you for my 115-pound healthy body that I feel comfortable in. Much better manifestation, right? If you're trying to do anything in manifestation and it isn't in your world right now, the more challenging aspects of that is how do I make it feel and put those thoughts into it as if it is really happening. Well, I'm going to share something that that I experienced because I'm learning this myself. I mean, really having to apply it. Oh, I'm seeing the uh, the birds um, drink out of the fresh water I put in the water water um, bird feed uh, bird uh, bath. It's just so beautiful. I, I just think things like this are so gorgeous. Uh, anyway, I love water. So I don't have my creek, my river, whatever I'm going to end up having when I move. I don't have that right now in the sense of in the backyard. That's a statement of fact. So what have I done? I have put water all over the place. I've got water, the bird, you know, the bird bath. I've got some flowing water on my deck. And so in my thoughts in my moments of not doing anything I just feel the water I sense it I I can see it just rippling in nature and I feel it I see the dogs out there and I really just float into that relaxation and and it's happening for me now it is happening for me now. What bring what that brings uh, for me is certain aspects of peace and abundance and wisdom and clarity and connection with spirit. And it just brings in a lot for me. Now, for you, you have to find that truth. If you're struggling in school and you cannot seem to get over a C average and you've got to bring it up to a B, then you've got to somehow see you making Bs and then you've got to do something to bring that about. Maybe join um, some online study uh, course. I mean, my heavens, they have so much. I don't... I know they got Course Hero and all these that help you with the studying of, uh, so that it kind of helps it put it into a way that makes more sense for you. Depends on how you learn. Or maybe you have to get a tutor. And if you don't have the money for a tutor, then you have to create that in your world and say, there'll be somebody out there. Maybe there'll be someone in college that needs to learn how to be a teacher that would be willing to work with me in exchange for me doing something for them. So just remember, there's always ways of making things happen. Now, your intention must be honest. That's a just, you know, when we look at honesty for ourselves, it is probably one of, for some of you, it may be easy. I mean, it may be, well, this is my truth. This is who I am. I am this person. For others of us, it may not be that easy. It may be that we were trained 
or thought that we had to be a certain way. We had to act a certain way. We had to keep a smile on our face. We weren't really able to say what we wanted to say because if we did, we wouldn't be liked. We wouldn't be thought of as the nice family person that we're supposed to be. So do you, do you know what you really want? Not, not what someone tells you that you want or what you think you should want, but do you really know what you want? Well, let's look at this. The second step of manifestation is the power of asking. The laws of divine flow, expectation, and so many of the other laws. It's tune-in time now. Okay? You got to, like, take those steps, but you got to find out with clarity what those steps are. It's important. And ask and you shall receive. I remember my father once told me he sold his house in a month because he simply asked and he believed it would sell. He was so surprised, but it worked. He had heard all of his life, ask and you shall receive. He was not a religious man, yet he tuned into the universal laws, which requires no religious beliefs. They are the natural laws of the universe, the God's laws, the spirit's laws, the universe's laws. They just are. You could be um, Buddhist. Um, you could be a Methodist, a Catholic. They just exist. No matter what other dogma you believe, uh, it they, they're going to go on. They're, they're just going to go on. Um, one of the steps of, of asking well, actually, the, the step of asking allows the energy of your intention to be tuned in to the laws of manifestation, and it allows it to set the intention in motion. Now, when we look at what we want, let's go back to that first step of, of knowing yourself and clarity. What if you don't really know what you want? You know, you think you know what you want, so write it down. Start writing it down. I think I want this. How does it feel? Is it real to you that um, this is something that you could take steps to action? Or is that not really? Start thinking about it. Is this really what I want? Oh, no, that's what Joe wants me to do. Oh, no, that's what, you know, someone from the past thought I should do. I mean, I went, I went to law school. All I could think about, and that, that's been 100 years ago, but when I went to law school, all I could think about is, oh, my granddad would be so proud of me, and now my mom will be proud of me. My mom will be proud of me. It wasn't that I thought I would – I didn't even know what being a lawyer was about except on L.A. Law and different law places on, on um, TV. you know. And when I first walked into um, my law school – the first thing that the entrance said, we had a lot of people there, a lot of people that had been declined and a lot of people that got in. And he looked at all of us, the professor, and he said, if you think law is about justice, it's probably best you leave now. And he used the L.A. law. That's why I use it. He said, if you think law is like L.A. law, uh, he said, you know, you might just want to get up and leave. Well, nobody left because we would all worked so hard to get there. I mean, really, we're, nobody was going to walk off because it's just some, some person's comment at that time. But just remember that you just um, 
the clarity of it. it. You just have to keep asking yourself, it, well, if I write, you know, write it down, y'all. That's the best way. Write it down and think about what you do during the day. Now, I love to, I love nature. So if I'm going to create a new life and that new life is like, oh, let's see, I want more money. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, let's see, I could go join a law firm in, in um, uh, Richmond, Virginia, and I could work from six in the morning till 10 at night. Oh, wow. I'd have more money, but whoa, what about all the other aspects of my life? I don't like the city. I like my dogs with me all day long. I love to see the animals. So yeah, I mean, certainly you could say, well, you'll make so much money that you could retire in 20 years and have that. That's true. And that's a very true statement. At the same time, I want to enjoy my my moments of life now. So I don't want to wait 20 years to see a squirrel or or 20 years to use that money. I want to use it now. So I want to enjoy it. So maybe a better way would find a smaller law firm or create your own law firm, create a way of making law the way you want it in a home and have a home office so you can have all of it. So just just food for thought. The next step you would want to do as well um, as making things happen is to do something every day to create that goal or dream. We have to show the universe that we are truly ready for this to happen. This is where being true to who you are and what you are and what you are and who you are is important. It's your goal is to move to Maryland and live on the Bay, then take steps each day to create that, even if only in your thoughts. Start looking at homes in the areas that you like. Visit the area. See if it resonates with you. Learn about the area. Become a part of that life. If you want a new career or job, then start looking for that right and perfect position. Start putting out your resume to those that could help you. If you are self-employed like I am, start some step and follow through on it each day. If that step doesn't seem to fit anymore, don't be afraid to say, ah, not my direction. I'm going in a different direction. That's okay too, but follow through on it and don't beat yourself up if you change directions. But stay with it with your thoughts, actions, and good feelings toward that goal. Show the universe you're ready. Ah, oh, she really means what she says. She really does, or he does. We have to then trust the entire process because the universal laws have their own process. The law of divine flow and grace come into play in this along with divine timing. The law of patience, oh mercy, the law of patience as well. If your goal is to weigh 115 pounds and currently you weigh 150, then steps are going to have to be taken to get down to your ideal weight. Patience and trust will be key. Otherwise, frustration will come into play. And then you're going to still have frustration in life. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say when you follow the universal laws, you never have anything bad happen. That That's, you know, maybe when you're um, an ascended master or something like that, that would definitely be true. But your thoughts and feelings, especially from your subconscious issues that were there before, will control you. Making the weight situation harder to achieve. So focus on how easy it is to lose weight. Find a program that is fun. For me, it would be walking and eating on my blood type food, that, you know, that like vegetarian type food and taking vitamins that my body needs like CalMag that tastes good and allows you to drink a lot of water during the day, but yet you're still healthy. Just an example that 
There's a lot in, in play when we decide to manifest. The law of action at play. The more you, you know, depending on your astrological sign, if you're a Leo, you're going to want to make everything fun. If you're a Sagittarius, everything's got to have, have to have action and fun. And, you know, if you're a Pisces, you're going to want to have a lot of feeling and, and making sure everybody feels good about it and you feel good about it. So here is the key to creating your life. Keep your thoughts very positive and your emotions light. So the vibrations stay high meaning light and high vibrations, which bring in manifestations more easily. Having energy work is just simply powerful in keeping your energy high and vibrating on a higher state of consciousness. Energy work that focuses on moving your consciousness up is vital for manifestation. Now, if any of this sounds complex, remember it isn't. It is just about learning a new way of life the road less traveled. We do have to take steps in this universe to change our lives. We live in a very heavy, thick energy here on this planet. So, you know, we have to, we have to do things to kind of raise the vibration, yet stay in the universe, but raise the vibration enough to make a shift. And I hope that makes sense got to be shifting a little bit out of the old ways and otherwise our karma can't reduce and you want your karma to reduce I mean I don't want to come back to this life unless I'm handled everything I need to handle I don't want to go through the experiences that I went through uh, I've learned from them so we want to have a way to make our lives better this is not just one life one incarnation one way of doing it um, and when I have uh, Richard Andrew King on, he's going to talk about that in his book about karma because it affects us. If we do not believe that we will ever live but one life, then that's great. You know, live that way, and, but make sure you make it the best that you can. You know, I, I just have had so much experience. A friend of mine and I did past life regressions, and I've spent years studying it. So for me, it's, it's real. The biggest and most important law is the law of resistance. I did an entire show back several months ago just on the law of resistance. It is included in this course and really helps you to understand how powerful you are in your thoughts and controlling your emotions. Let go. Somewhere in our lives, we have to learn to trust, have faith, and believe that the spiritual laws can and will take over. Take over meaning they have their own way of making beautiful things happen, like a tree coming back out with leaves in the spring. That tree doesn't work at it. It just happens. When the leaves of a tree fall off the autumn of life, we never doubt that they will return in the spring, do we? Typically, no. We just know. Same with our manifestations. Let's look at aspects of resistance again. How do you resist? Have you ever thought about what resistance really means? Avoidance? Oh, gosh, I don't really want to do that today. Oh, no, I hope they, oh, I hope they don't call. And now you're, you're, let's just say that you want to be a, you want a new job, okay? You want to do something new. And you want to go into an aspect, let's just say teaching. I'm just going to say that. And 
You're waiting for the phone to ring. You're so excited because you're telling everybody you're going to be a teacher. But yet when the phone starts to ring, you almost start to avoid it. It's like, oh, oh, I don't know that I can do this. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe I better just stay with what I've got. And it's that avoidance, that, that feeling of, oh, you know, you can almost just feel the resistance coming out of you. That's what I'm talking about by resistance. You're the world thinks that you're actually wanting it. And I, I'll have to, I'll, I'll show you the, the best example of, of that I've personally experienced outside of myself is with um, a family member who had cancer. And um, I personally, along with the family, did everything to help um, this person to get well. I mean, we bought soy, we bought expensive things, we kept the donuts away, we tried to keep her diet alkaline. Cancer can't live in alkaline, I hear. And um, yet, at the same time, she was saying, oh, I want to live, I want to live. Truth is, y'all, she didn't. And she's told me, you know, since then, um, years in my own way of communicating with her at this time, that she really didn't want to live. And she resisted everything. I mean, she wouldn't take any of it. And you would find uh, big bags of donuts and candy and junk that would keep her body you know, very, uh, cancery, very, uh, acidic. She was resisting living. And I found out later her husband was going to divorce her. She was going to have to go back to work. She had no education. She did not want to do a certain kind of job. The only kind of job she knew. And so she just said, it's time for me to go. And that was what her real thoughts and emotions were. Her outward was, was, very kind and yeah, I want to heal. But inwardly she was resisting living and she did pass away. But other um, um, aspects of resistance are um, well, obviously avoidance, but fear of losing control, disbelief. Hmm, I don't know, but it's just disbelief. I, this could never happen. Ooh, ooh, low self-esteem. When we have low self-esteem, it kind of keeps us from believing that we can have it. So we resist it. Holding back, again, you're holding back. You don't answer the phone when you, it could be a, um, a coaching client. Let's say you're a coach and, um, or maybe you're selling something and you're so afraid that you're going to do something wrong that you just don't ever do it. You know, you just don't take the phone call. You don't sell that, um, whatever you're selling. So that's holding back and hopelessness. A feeling of hopelessness. Uh, it's just, these are just a few, y'all. I do energy work every day on releasing the resistance because the resistance is sometimes that we don't even admit to ourselves that we have. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I really do want that. And then you start to ask yourself, huh, do I, well, how am I, how am I stopping this from happening? Well, I mean, I can think of a few things. Um, timing, of course, if always falls into it, but let's just say that, you know, it's time it, you feel it, but you're resisting it. You watch TV instead of working on your course, you, um, watch TV or just sit around instead of taking that extra walk at night that, you know, that walk at eight o'clock at night will keep your weight down. Like after the show, um, this evening, uh, my whole family with the pets are all going on a long, probably a mile and a half walk. 
And I will feel better after doing that than if I had just said, well, time to settle in for the night because out here on the East Coast, it's a little um, later than it is out on the West Coast. So for us, it's, you know, eight or nine o'clock, you know, it's going to start to get dark. And in the wintertime, of course, it's already dark. So just remember that the law of resistance is something that you have to learn. You have to learn to know what you're resisting and how you can um, learn to overcome that with energy work, with your thoughts. It's just real important. Now, the last step is being able to receive what we have asked for. The law of resistance is very vital to creating an allowance of our great manifestations of what we truly are choosing for our life. So you got to be able to believe that you really deserve it. Believe that you can have that. Believe if you really want a home on the water and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, Oh, how could I ever move? Everybody in my family lives here and there's no water here. I live in the desert or, or, oh, I could never have a home by the water. It's so expensive. Well, there are a lot of thoughts that you can have, but when you start to investigate and when you start to really discern and you start to look at what you really, really, really want, there's a, there's a home out there by the water. It may not be a $5 million home. No. Maybe you can afford it. That's great. If you if you choose to have something that doesn't have quite as many taxes, wouldn't be quite so hard to sell. And maybe you want to pay cash for it. Who knows what you're looking for? But you will find it. You may not be able to move in May. You might, a spirit might wait and have you move in the next year because the right and perfect house is for you when it's the right and perfect time. And I think that's the hardest part because you're sitting there saying, I've had, listen, I've, I've had people say, you know what? You're resisting getting out of law. And it's been told to me. And I've really evaluated it. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that. I can see that I'm resisting it. So I went to an astrologer. I went to a numerologist. I've had him on the show, Steve Damas, Andrew, um, um, Richard Andrew King. And they've all said the same thing. It's the timing. And they've shown me exactly both of them not knowing each other. Just looking at my divine chart, my soul's journey, they told me exactly when it was going to happen. And if I try to force it before then, just like any of us, then all we get is frustration. Nothing happens. And we just flat out just kind of want to give up because nothing's really happening. That is why in the world that we live in, there there are so many tools for us, y'all. There's, there are fabulous. Uh, Steve Damas has a very unique way of doing astrology and he's precise. He uses some long, long, um, older versions of astrology that are a little bit more accurate than the ones that are out there today, at least in my viewpoint, at least that I have seen. And so when you're looking at, at timing and you're looking at the, the natural laws of the universe, go with those, go with those laws and find out data for yourself so you don't struggle. It's, it's not just about one way. It's a combination. I mean, I use an astrologer. I use, a, you know, um, um, numerology. I have the universal laws of, of the universe. I have, um, vitamins There are all kinds of ways y'all to stay, whatever you need, just get to know yourself since, 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 you know, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at your life. So 
when since we've looked at the steps and the laws to manifestation in our lives, the last segment has to do with tools or techniques to use to really hone in and help you create this life you want. And those two of those tools, I would consider, um, you know, getting a coach, getting an astrologer, getting a, a numerologist type of thing. But are, techs, are techniques really uh, necessary? Well, I would say tuning into the universal laws is natural if we understand them and how they work. Yet tuning into the universal laws does require some techniques and ways to help us get there. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it, right? I mean, that's the way I see it. So let's, why not make it easy? Why not decide that this is going to be easy to tune in? We've had a lot of lifetimes and experiences. So anything new creates a way of getting there. There are just a few of the ways now that I'm going to mention uh, that to help you manifest and tune in. Obviously, meditation helps. That means walking, listening to beautiful music, literally laying on a table or sitting by an ocean or fireplace and really listening to spirit. Be in that moment between the thoughts. Walking can be helpful if you really are relaxed while you're walking. Now, if you if you got a dog and you're trying to keep them from getting to the squirrels and you're trying to keep them away from the cars, I don't know how relaxing and meditative that is, but but it, well, it could be. I mean, it depends if if what's meditative to you. For me, it would be a little frustrating. Uh, I need really just to kind of hone in to nature and just be there. Some folks use crystals to help them tune in. Others use energy work to raise their vibrations, which raises the consciousness. Why is high consciousness important? Because the spiritual entities that help us manifest on this planet are on a higher vibration than Earth's energies. So when we raise our consciousness, we raise our vibration. Does that make sense to y'all? then you're tuning in to the higher vibrations, just like a radio show. You want to tune in to higher vibrations and raise your consciousness so that you can manifest more easily. Some folks use crystals to do this. Spiritual entities such as spiritual guides, ascended masters, cosmic teams of angels, they are here for us. Yet we have to be at a vibration to hear them and to be heard. Worry, fear, resistance cuts the open vibration to receive. My course includes energy work if you so desire this aspect of it, because I will assist you in getting that consciousness higher. At Delphi, I learned all kinds of therapies, such as color and sound, music, candles, and crystal healing. Whatever resonates with you is important. Do you, do you know what resonates with you? I mean, some people do well with guided imageries, other, others with just meditative music when they, when they meditate. And um, in our home, we use arrows, um, er, 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 I can't even say it, all the beautiful smells, um, because the fragrance of essential oils can be very healing and can help you stay connected. Salt lamps are wonderful as well. Essential oils can help with manifestation and relax, uh, relaxing your body and your mind. And we keep our um, aromatherapy machine on even at night. Uh, most of the time, sometimes it goes off. But I love that rose oil. But you can use oh, just all kinds, whatever you love. Feng shui is wonderful in healing your environment. 
When your home is cluttered, messed up, closets are full of stuff, the energy gets stopped, and this in itself can keep manifestations from occurring. My family never moves in or goes anywhere without clearing the energy of the home, environment, and space. Did you know about that? I mean, when you go someplace, um, no matter where you go, when I went into court years ago, I would clear the energies before I went in there because you don't know what happened before you got there and all the upset that's in there. I mean, energies just stay. They they just resonate where they and they just unless you move them and and help them to to resonate up, up higher consciously, they're going to just sit there. That is why when <clears throat> excuse me, when a uh, building of, I'm going to use a restaurant, goes out of business. The next one that goes there typically goes out of business because nobody cleared the space. It's an energy. The thoughts and energy of that space, um, it takes a lot of clearing. No, it's not hard to do, but it just, it, it's not, you don't just move into a house without having it cleared. Um, you don't know the people may have died of cancer there. There might've been a crime there. You don't know. You got to clear up the energies about this. One of the best ways to manifest too is to journal and write down what you are manifesting. Remember what we were talking about. You may not know your clarity right now, but if you start to write it down, it's going to start to become very, very clear to you what you really want. Remember it needs to be safe and private. If you're worried or concerned that others will read your private thoughts, then do something else as you really need to make sure your writings are yours and only yours. And once you have spent time on it and achieved your goals, you need to burn those writings as they are only there for you. For writings to help, I mean, have you ever picked up a journal of yours that you had five years ago and you read it and like, oh my heavens, the energy, I don't even, that's not even me. So you need to burn that. For writings to help with manifestations, you can really define your goals and intentions of what you are choosing to create. I resisted this for a long time because it was hard for me to get my thoughts on paper. Once I let go of that resistance, my truth started flowing on paper. Clarity started showing up. Creating a vision board with photos and words is powerful. It helps you to define your real goals your real intentions. When you're sitting there looking at a plan to, let's just talk about getting a, um, a new job. If your job that you're in is unsatisfactory because you have a skill that you want to use and you're not able to use it in that position, you've done everything you can to talk to your superior and said, you know, I have this um, you know, great skill. I'd like to share it. I think the company would benefit from it. When you've done everything that you feel is all you can do, then maybe it is time to move. And this is when you really want to look at the kind of money you want, the kind of work environment. Now for me, I, I can't work with um, a corporation. I can't work with a law firm. I mean, I know myself well enough to know. And you, you know, that's something that you can, if you can start to learn who you are, if I were working with you, I would start to ask you, what do you love? What do you love about your day? What is it about each day that if you did not have to work, you would do? And I'm not necessarily talking about watching TV, but maybe there's just something that you really love, walking dogs, um, 
one of the things that I found that I love is helping. Um, there's somebody in my family that's in school. I love planning. I love building. I love helping this person to define where she's going to school. I looked at over a hundred um, colleges to find the right school. I mean, I really had to go through um, a process of talking to people, asking questions, looking at the fine print. Now, uh, wow. A lot of people would say, Oh, that sounds so tedious. I loved every second of it. I thought it was the most fun thing I'd done. I was like, gosh, if I could be making a living doing this. So what I did from that, uh, being that I am, you know, I, I, I make a living as what I do now. And I thought to myself, I've got to incorporate those skills and that love of planning and building and helping into my current position. And when that started happening, now I am enjoying the drive to where I'm going. I actually sit down with people and, and really listen to what they're saying. They're not interested in, in myself at all. They're interested in their lives. And I start asking questions and you learn so much about people. You learn about well, their struggles and just from from being involved in, in a housing situation. It's amazing how much you can learn from people. And people don't always have a lot of um, uh, folks that they can share with that they feel safe. And so when those kinds of things happen, it's an opportunity to help other people uh, and that's the kind of, you know, if that's what matters to you, then even if you go do it, um, maybe once a week, if it's important to you and it makes you happy, make sure that you are incorporating that into your everyday life. Uh, again, this is, goes back to learning yourself. Sometimes we can't always do exactly what we want all the time. There's a timing, there's karma, there's all these different aspects of the laws that we have to go through. So, um, you, you know, you have to remember to, to, to really learn. And that's what my course is going to be about. It's going to be learning, uh, well, teaching you how to, to, to know the laws. I mean, knowing a law is like, great, yeah, fine. But how do I use it? How do I tune into it? I mean, the law of action, everybody knows there's a law of action, but how do you incorporate it? How do you actually tune in to a law of action? Well, there's steps that you have to take. And a lot of uh, businesses use these steps. I'm not a business type person. I just do what feels right. And so I, I have a different kind of a flow to the way that I work with people. If um, if somebody's a very business oriented and has to have everything in their life planned down to the moment, then, um, you know, I would, I would say, you know, go with the flow a little bit, go with that, you know, the flow, let it go and see what would happen without all the, you know, neat, unique control. So this show on manifestation is here to help you to be self-empowered, knowing that you can create your life with the laws of the universe and remembering that your team of angels are here to help you ask and you shall receive. I think that we on this planet today tend to forget that we have a whole team of angels and spiritual guides and entities of high consciousness that if we tune in to them, 
and listen to them, we can receive a tremendous amount of guidance from them. We can listen to our dreams, interpret them, learn what um, Louise Hayes has a wonderful book. It's been around for a long time. You can heal your life. Read those kinds of books and find out what it means when you stub your toe or or hurt your, your finger or something like that. Find out maybe there's a thought there. There are all kinds of signs that help us to understand our subconscious. I mean, I, I had the golden opportunity of going to school for it and to get trained as an energy healer. And if, if you have that opportunity, then go for it. But that, you know, you, your goals are very different. Everybody that's, that's on this planet has different goals. Doug and, and Don are into the beautiful radio show they have and building that radio show. That is their dream, their goal. And everybody strives for what makes their soul's journey unique to them. Be honest with yourself, y'all. Find out what it is that you love. Now, remember the law of three requests. So you ask three times and I'm going to do some research on that. I might just do my next show on that because I find that intriguing. Why the number three? And I know that there's uh, some numerology behind it and um, there's probably, who knows, some biblical uh, information on it. But I find it intriguing that I've heard this for years, the law of three requests. Repeat your request three times. And do you remember to say when you're manifesting or you're dreaming or you're writing down your goals and you're very specific about exactly what you want? You want that convertible that's blue. What color blue? You want it this price range. What kind of gas mileage? You know, you want, you, you put all these. I mean, it could be three pages long on what you want in a car. But do you remember to say and write this? or something better because there might be something even better and we don't even know it. So we don't want to be that little tree that's trying to grow underneath the, underneath the stool that can't even, um, or the bench that can't grow because the, the bench is stopping its growth. So make sure that you let it be free and let it grow. And I want to thank you for tuning in to living your soul's journey. I'm Dr. Vicki, and my practice is here for you. I work online, I work through phone, and I work through email. And I tend to do that because when I'm working with someone, I like to hear them. I like to hear what they're saying so that I can get a full understanding of where they're, they're coming from. Eventually, when we move, I will have a practice that will be um, in my location of where I will be moving. So it, it brings me great comfort. I dream about that and I'm grateful every day for that practice. And I do everything every single day to, to get my course going. And it's like, it's already happened in my world. I just have to do some steps to get it there. So feel free to contact me at info at vickyford.com. And my website's vickyford.com. That's V-I-K-K-E-F-O-R-D. And by the way, a numerologist did come up with that. So I'm proud that was Richard Andrew King that helped me with that name. So I'm very proud of that. Thank you. Be blessed. And remember to enjoy living your soul's journey. Good night. 
thank you for listening in to Living Your Soul's Journey. Be sure and visit Vicki in her virtual home at VickiFord.com to learn more about you and how to overcome roadblocks in your path. Until next week, be in gratitude and thank you for tuning in to Living Your Soul's Journey.